When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome, everybody. It is the Tuesday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show, and it's a big news day. As you might have heard, and we will break it all down for you shortly... Uh, Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy has announced there will be an impeachment inquiry about Joe Biden, the influence peddling, the corruption, the bribery, Hunter Biden, all of it all thrown together. They are going to get to the bottom of it. We're going to discuss that. We've got some other uh, things just want to put on your radar today as well. Um, We're going to have Texas Governor Greg Abbott uh, in the second hour of the program talk to him a lot about the border situation and what's going on in New York City, how they're blaming Texas for what's happening in New York, Texas uh, having bust some uh, less than 20,000, I think, so far migrants up to New York City. Others have just gone there. Um, we'll discuss that. We also have uh, Kevin Sorbo, the actor from Hercules, The Legendary Journey. Ke- Clay, did you ever watch that show? Do you know that? Show? I am familiar with the uh, with Hercules show. Great stuff. I was a fan back in the day. So I love Greek mythology. Anyway, he'll be with us to talk about his book in the third hour, The Test of Lionhood, about teaching young men, uh, boys, you know, how dads can teach young men to embrace their masculinity. All right. Uh, then we've also got the governor of New Mexico thinking that the law doesn't apply if guns are scary and some other things we'll get to as well. Um, and that's basically her legal analysis on that one. Uh, looks like there's already pushback from the sheriffs there who in Santa Fe would supposedly be enforcing that gun ban of 30 days. Anyway, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Let's start with Kevin McCarthy laying out that there is going to be an impeachment inquiry of President Joe Biden. Play two. That's why today I am directing our House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. This logical next step will give our committees the full power to gather all the facts and answers for the American public. It's exactly what we want to know, the answers. I believe the president would want to answer these questions and allegations as well. This effort will be led by Chairman James Comer at the Committee on Oversight in coordination with Chairman Jim Jordan for Judiciary Committee and Chairman Jason Smith on Ways and Means. I do not make this decision lightly. Regardless of your party or who you voted for, these facts should concern all Americans. The American people deserve to know that the public offices are not for sale and that the federal government is not being used to cover up the actions of a politically associated family. Now, I would encourage the president and his team to fully cooperate with this investigation in the interests of transparency. We are committed to getting the answer for the American public. Nothing more, nothing less. We will go wherever the evidence takes us. All right, wherever the evidence takes them, Clay, 
we we got two levels of analysis here right off the bat. There's the um, and I, I want to hear what you're thinking on it. There's the is it the right thing to do and is it the smart thing to do? Meaning, is this just a question of if we have a serious country, we can't allow a president to have family members taking bribes to influence policy. Therefore, we must get the answers. That's part one. I guess part two is politically, meaning the smart thing to do, right? Is this the uh, the wise thing to do? Politically, does this make Joe Biden? No, I don't think a single Democrat who hears any of this, Clay, who voted for him before, who's still, you know, wearing two masks and, you know, thinks that men can get pregnant and all. I don't think any of them are going to change their minds. But does this affect the perception of independent and swing voters that the corruption of Joe Biden, even with the backdrop of all the Trump trials that are going to be somewhere in the ether next year, that Joe Biden's corruption is just too much for them and therefore they can't pull the lever for him for a second time or perhaps for the first time? What do you make of it? I think it's the right move on all fronts. Um, let, let's just go to some data. According to the CNN poll that came out last week, Buck, and I believe I'm right on these numbers, 61% of Americans now believe that Joe Biden was involved in Hunter Biden's business dealings. 42% of Americans believe that he engaged in criminal conduct uh, as a part of those endeavors. So, how do you, so first of all, for everybody out there who's frustrated, the Biden criminality and the allegations against Biden are now starting to cut through and they are being recognized by the general public. Uh, only like 28%, I think, of uh, Democrats believe this, which I think goes to your point, Buck, where we live in an era basically where a lot of people who are the most partisan just put their hands over their ears and just refuse to hear anything negative about their side. There's probably 25% on each side that do that. Um, but I think based on the evidence, there is very, very strong evidence that Joe Biden engaged in criminal behavior. And when I say very strong evidence, what I mean by very strong evidence, unlike the hard evidence we discussed yesterday or soft evidence, to me, credible evidence, very legitimate evidence is what somebody's willing to say under oath. Because once you go under oath and raise your right hand, you could still lie but you are opening yourself up to perjury charges. So those IRS agents who raised their right hand and testified about the rig job that they believe they saw over Hunter Biden, Devin Archer discussing Joe Biden's involvement with Hunter. There are uh, the, 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 the statements that have been uncovered in email and, and text message and everything else. There is a lot of evidence that Joe Biden has been engaged in the Biden crime family criminal behavior. And so lots of people still don't know it. And I would suggest that based on the precedent set by the January 6th hearings, that some of these hearings could be and should be buck in prime time and that they may well cut through. And to your point, politically, we thought that the January 6th hearings, you, me, almost of most of our listeners were total uh, rehashed crap, right? Basically. Yes. It did seem to have some impact it on middle of the road voters. They looked at the January 6th hearings and it led them to vote a certain way in the midterms. I do think that this can wound Biden in a big way because Buck, I said this election, if it's Trump versus Biden comes down to Biden's age versus the charges criminally against Trump. What you're now seeing is a lot of people out there basically saying, yeah, Trump's corrupt and yeah, Biden's corrupt too. That's significant because Biden had a big advantage in 2020 on who do you trust more. That's vanishing. And I think a lot of people are saying, oh, all politicians lie. They're all cheaters. And now it's going to come back to Biden's age versus Trump's criminal charges as which one is worse for people to make a decision. I think those are, those will be, those will be big parts of the decision matrix for the electorate, at least for the movable voters one way or the other. I also think that the way Democrats are going to try to frame this, uh, well, look, uh, before I actually get into what I think, where I think this is going based on what we've seen so far, there is still the possibility here. I think it is not a large percentage possibility, but there is still the possibility that some, that they're able to uncover 
clear, you know, Joe getting the payoff somehow. I know people have been led to believe that's impossible. Why? Why is that? I just, I just think Democrats, even if you had video of Joe Biden accepting a briefcase of cash, they would refuse to acknowledge that it's there and it's Uh, real. I think that's true. But again, if we're talking about people who are open to evidence, you know, who are open to the evidence of their eyes and ears, I think it's possible that you may see that. I'd give it like a 5% chance. I think it's very, very unlikely we'll find something like that. I think they've had enough time to hide their tracks and all the rest of it. But okay, put that aside. They're going to try to make this then a contest of the quadruple indicted former president versus the, I'm sorry, and twice impeached, right? When you start to look at this, uh, you know, it's like the, what is it, the tail of the tape when they have two boxers, right? They're going to be... They're going to be looking at a twice impeached, four times indicted former president and on Joe Biden's side, an impeached, clearly corrupt and too old for the job current president. I'm not sure how they think that calculation. Well, I don't think anyone knows how that calculation will exactly play out. If you had a a candidate who wasn't facing for it's all nonsense, but. He is facing four criminal trials. I think this would worry Democrats a lot more. I think this is the right move. Just because, Clay, if not now, when, right? If you're not yeah. going to, if this is actually what impeachment is for. So, you know, I don't want to get all, um, all high and mighty here, right? But if we're going to talk about the sanctity of our republic and our institutions, when you have a president whose son is going around as the bagman for bribes all over the world while he was the vice president and who is still uh, clearly compromised by those relationships while in office. This is what impeachment is for, actually, right? This is, I think we lose sight of this right now. It's yeah, they've done to us. So we'll do to them. That's true. But also this goes back to my initial point of this is the right thing to do. Yes. Joe, Joe Biden, impeachment exists for what Joe Biden has, has done and been a part of, right? Or an impeachment inquiry, at least. And I think eventual impeachment proceedings. The same way that a special counsel. Why does a special counsel exist when you have a president's son who is facing years and years in federal prison, right? Yeah. So, and, and, and the other aspect of this, Buck, and I think this is looking down the, the pathway a little bit. <clears throat> we know how this ends, I hope. One, Republicans have to make sure they have the votes to actually open impeachment inquiries. <laughs> you know, like eventually to be able to do this. And two... This is not going to lead to the removal of Joe Biden from nope. office. No chance. So Zero. in the event, you know, that the House votes to impeach and they have the trial in the Senate, there's no way remotely feasible that 67 senators are going to vote to remove Joe Biden from office. What I do think it could do is politically wound him. I think it basically shuts down in many ways the government in terms of being able to really do anything, and I would hope we would have that situation basically in place to keep Biden from making things worse. And I do think it requires the Biden administration to finally acknowledge and hopefully start to answer media questions about Joe Biden's criminal culpability here, because it's harder to argue there's nothing to this once he's been impeached. Now, that's what they're going to say. But as all this evidence comes out, remember we played that Washington Post uh reporter yesterday or last week, Buck, yeah. where he's like, I don't know what you want me to do. Bill Bump. Uh, yeah, Joe Bump. Um, Bill. And I, I think it was so embarrassing for the Post. And one thing that we know, they're dishonest at the New York Times. They're dishonest at the Washington Post. But they don't want to be humiliated. And I think defending Biden is starting to move into that, yeah, you're kind of a pathetic stooge, you look ridiculous stage where they don't want to be the clowns. I think defending Hunter is in that stage. Now, this is what what I think, right, defending Hunter is in the, Hunter's indefensible, we all know, the guy's guy's a criminal, he's a mess, he's corrupt, the whole thing, right, he's a spoiled brat, we go through the whole list. That's that's now baked in. The laptop was real, right, that's where we are. Clay, they're going to throw everything they have at building a line of separation between Joe and his wayward son, Hunter. And they're going to use all of the emotional manipulation of, oh, it's his son, and he's an addict, and he didn't know, and, you know, Joe's been in service for decades, whatever they can do. 
Yeah. And they'll ultimately fall down on, well, he's not indicted, unlike Trump, who's been indicted four times. I think that's what the, that's what the defense turns into. Effectively, what Joe did wasn't, again, I'm not making this defense. I'm telling you what their defense will be. What Joe did wasn't criminal. What his son did was criminal, and you should not blame the sins of the son on the father. That's where I think they're taking it, right? They'll also say he's not perfect, but he's not Trump. I mean, that's ultimately what 2024 is going to be about in general. Like, okay, Joe Biden may not be the greatest candidate ever. He may not be the greatest president, but he's not Trump, a.k.a. Hitler. And so we've got to round and support him in terms of uh, running for re-election at the age of 80-freaking-two. Yep. The number of times you're likely to go online this week to make a purchase or register for one thing or another is greater than half a dozen, right? I mean, that's a half a dozen times at least for a cyber criminal to get a hold of your information. They find it on company databases they've hacked into or by accessing your computer after planting malware on your device. It's really just a numbers game for them. But for you, it can mess up your life. That's why we recommend LifeLock. Become a LifeLock member and benefit from having some online security. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Your personal information gets exposed so often, making it dangerously easy for a cyber criminal to steal your identity. Protecting your identity can be easy with LifeLock. And if you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based LifeLock restoration specialist will work to fix it. Until you experience online identity theft, you have no idea how valuable that is when the time comes. Now, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But it's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now and save 25% off your first year with promo code BUCK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go online to LifeLock.com and use promo code BUCK for 25% off. One truth revealed after another. Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons, One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! 
and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Hour number two, Tuesday edition. We're headed down to the great state of Texas right now. And we are joined by the governor of that state, Greg Abbott. And I understand last year at about this time, Buck Sexton, myself, we met and shook hands, talked with the governor in the governor's mansion as the Alabama-Texas game was about to take place in Austin. Tough loss for the Longhorns there. But I understand, Governor, you were on the field for the big win by the Texas Longhorns over Alabama on Saturday. What was that experience like? It was uh, unparalleled. It was just uh, remarkable. Uh, listen, that Alabama stadium is very loud, uh, and it's a daunting place for players to go into and play. And, you know, this game this year, like last year, uh, was a nip and tuck, uh, back and forth, uh, close game. It's just a- exciting football with two great college football titans going after each other. Uh, obviously, as a Longhorn myself, I was pleased to see uh, Texas come out on top of this one. Uh, but it's just kind of what college football is all about and and what sports is all about. It was a tremendous atmosphere uh, and a great victory for the Longhorns. Governor Abbott, thanks so much for being here. Um, While I do enjoy college football, I also want to ask you about uh, what's going on with the uh, border, which affects your state as much, if not more, than any other state out there. New York City's mayor, Eric Adams, seems to be blaming you for the problems of New York City when it comes to what's called the migrant crisis. I just wanted to ask you, what's before we can talk about the barrier and the Rio Grande and all the rest, what's your response to the mayor of New York City saying that his migrant problems in his town are your fault? The, the truth of the matter is the migrant problems they're having in New York and Chicago and L.A. and D.C., et cetera, they're all the fault of Joe Biden. Remember this, just four years ago, we had the lowest number of illegal crossings in four decades, and that was because of the policies put in place by President Trump. Under Joe Biden, uh, we have an all-time record number of people coming across the border illegally because Biden has abandoned the policies put in place by Trump, and Biden has implemented open border policies. Open border policies affect not just the state of Texas. Every state in the United States is now a border state, if for no other reason, because of the fentanyl that is pouring across the border. And also because you have these sanctuary cities like New York, where they have self-declared that they will accept into New York anybody of any background from wherever they may come from, and they will take care of them. You know, it's typical liberalism. Uh, when they put out these talking points and these position papers, whatever, saying that, oh, yeah, we're going to uh, have a sanctuary city here. And it's big talk until they actually have to put up with it. And it just astonishes me uh, to hear Mayor Adams, uh, because New York has dealt with a tiny fraction of what Texas has dealt with, and it just shows uh, that Mayor Adams, he would not be able to make it a week in the state of Texas. So uh, we're talking to Texas Governor Greg Abbott, um, and you just laid out everybody responding to what's going on now. New York City, Chicago, Washington, D.C., L.A., other places are seeing what Texas is dealing with. I saw the most recent numbers, over 7,200 people coming across the border. What is, in the last 24 hours, that was Bill Malugin's number that I saw him tweet out early this morning. What is your response directly to Joe Biden when you hear that he may be trying to put in place a remain in Texas policy as opposed to a remain in Mexico policy? Legitimately, he wants to try to force the state of Texas, it sounds like, potentially to handle all of this and not allow anyone to leave the state? Well, there's multiple levels of response to that. First of all, uh, it, it shows the idiocy of the Biden administration where they want to hold people in Texas, remain in Texas, as opposed to the Trump administration policy, which was remain in Mexico, uh, which is the correct position to take. And so what Biden needs to do is recalibrate and make sure that uh, he imposes remain in Mexico. It is the remain in Mexico policy that was a leading reason why, uh, under President Trump, we were able to have such a low number of people crossing the border illegally. Second, and that is that uh, if 
the Biden administration dares to go down this pathway. The, the legal process here has already been trod, uh, and that is that it is completely unconstitutional, completely illegal for Biden to even attempt this. All that said, in addition to us fighting back in, we will win legally. Uh, we will do two other things. Uh, one is uh, we will increase the busing of migrants even more because we're not going to have those people staying in Texas because we don't have the ability. You know, if you think of New York City with its size and population, they cannot handle these. What about Del Rio and Eagle Pass and the other small towns along the border? They are incapable uh, of dealing with this large influx coming in. That said, the last thing I'll say that we will do, and that is we will uh, escalate even more what we're doing by uh, using our National Guard to build these border barriers where y'all have seen on TV, uh, we are repelling migrants who are attempting to come across the border, and that's because of the National Guard and the Texas Department of Public Safety uh, using uh, guns and barriers uh, to send these people back to Mexico. And we will escalate that even more to make sure that we are securing the state of Texas. Last point here, and that is you said uh, you, you talked about the numbers Malusian talked about. I will tell you what I was informed of yesterday by the Texas border czar, who, by the way, lives on the border. Uh, and he said uh, that uh, California and Arizona sectors now have more people going into those sectors than into the Texas sectors. Uh, and that's because of the efforts that Texas has put up to try to stanch the flow of people coming across the border illegally into our state. You've got a law degree from Vanderbilt Law School, by the way. Fabulous place to go get a law uh, degree, because I also happen to have one from there. And what you just said raises so many interesting questions. And I know you're dealing with a uh, Fifth Circuit case, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, right now. But what happens if the state of Texas has a divergent border policy compared to the one trying to be put in place by the Biden administration but you know, I'm sure you've seen that they're opening an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. How is there not a direct impeachment inquiry open for Joe Biden not protecting the sanctity of the southern border? And what happens in your mind as the governor of Texas when the state of Texas is doing a better job protecting the United States border than the United States border is? How does that state-federal government interplay work in your mind as it pertains to the state of uh, the border at Texas? Normally, the way that it would play out uh, is that state and federal governments would find some way to work collaboratively on an effort like what we did uh, with the Trump administration. Right. But when you have the Biden administration just completely ignoring the laws of the United States of America, where they're supposed to detain these people who are coming across the border, and when there's no one at the federal level who is compelling Joe Biden to follow the law – uh, Texas has to go down its own pathway. If the Biden administration is going to abandon the rule of law, Texas has to take matters into our own hands, which is exactly why we are, you know, putting up uh, the, the buoy barriers, putting up the razor wire barriers, why we're doing everything we possibly can to try to repel people from coming into the country illegally. Last thing on this, and, and that is, if ever there were a reason why a president should be impeached, this is it. You know, putting aside what happened with Bill Clinton, putting aside what happened with Joe Nixon, all that kind of stuff, what Joe Biden is doing is abandoning his fundamental authority as being commander-in-chief to protect the security of the United States of America. There have been more people come across the border who were on the terrorist watch list and be apprehended than under any president uh, in the history of the United States, and those are the ones that we know about. Uh, not counting the ones we do not know about. So Joe Biden and his policies are causing a direct threat to national security. I consider that to be an impeachable offense. We're speaking to Governor Abbott of Texas. Governor, you may have a different administration, uh, God willing, may have a different administration in charge starting in about, uh, what, 15 months from now. What would the the right, I mean, what is the optimum collaboration between the state of texas and a republican white house on the border issue like what would have to change in order to truly secure the border so we did not have the rampant lawlessness the exploitation by the cartels everything that we see going on it's really very simple uh you can do one of two things uh, you all may remember uh, about a year ago or so when joe biden came to el paso and i handed him a note uh, i met him at the airport and handed him a note 
Uh, and in that note, I listed five things that he could immediately do under existing law uh, to stop uh, the inflow of people coming across the border illegally. Uh, but separate from that, they could just go back and use what President Trump did that led to the lowest number of illegal border crossings in four decades. So here's my point. It is clear and has been proven uh, that a president who is committed to securing the border can su- secure the border. Uh, and we expect Americans to elect a president who will step up and fulfill that obligation of the president of the United States. Texas Governor Greg Abbott with us. I want to circle back around on something you said. You said you potentially accelerate the amount of buses that you were sending to places like New York City if uh, if this influx continues and the Biden administration continues to work against you. What would that look like compared to what it's looked like so far when you talk about acceleration? Well, well first, the reason for it, and, and that is there's just no way uh, and there's no room uh, on the, on the border for – uh, people to be, uh, you know, you know, locked up, stocked up, whatever you want to call it, uh, in, in those border towns like Eagle Pass and Del Rio. So we have to be able to, to move them. Uh, and so uh, we're putting together even more buses than what we have now uh, to make sure that we're going to be able to move outside of the state of Texas uh, to other parts across the entire country uh, to make sure that Texas is not going to be overrun by the reckless border policies of Joe Biden. Texas Governor Greg Abbott, we appreciate the time. Congratulations to the Longhorns everywhere on the big win over Alabama, and uh, good luck against Wyoming this weekend. By the way, are you excited as the governor for Texas and Texas A&M to be playing again starting next year? 100%. So it's something that I pledged early on in my administration that I would reunite the Texas Texas A&M football rivalry, uh, and it's going to happen next year. Awesome. Appreciate it, sir. Thank you. Take care. That is Texas Governor Greg Abbott, Aggies, and uh, Longhorns United there, actually. I think pretty excited about that game next year. Since 9-11, Tunnel of Towers Foundation been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. You heard their chairman, Frank Siller, on the radio with us yesterday expressing how they fulfilled that commitment. Starts with their focused attention on the families of our true heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country, our communities, and all of us. Heroes like 9-11 first responder FDNY Lieutenant Joseph Maiello. He answered the call to help others on America's darkest day. Then years later, he suffered a fatal heart attack in the line of duty, leaving behind his wife and two kids. When heroes like Lieutenant Mayello lose their lives in the line of duty or catastrophically injured, Tunnel of Towers is there to help. Tunnel of Towers paid the mortgage on the Mayello family home, lifting the family's financial burden during their darkest hours. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel of Towers goes to its program's Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. The supply chain of smarts, sanity, and truth. Uninterrupted. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. So they're still defending the Biden administration in regime media. I just want you to be clear on that one. They, they Because we're on regime switch watch, right? It's If it's going to happen... They're going to do it between now and December. Uh, we talked to our buddy Ryan Gordusky about this last week, just based on the ballot. This is the machinery of the election, or not technically the machinery, but this is the, the system that you're really going to have to have this done uh, before the new year, or else you're just going to run into problems with getting a candidate on a ballot and all the rest of it. So it's got to happen in the next few months. We're in mid-September. Within three months, if you don't have Biden pushed pushed aside, it doesn't seem like it's possible for him to, at least as a palace coup in the White House, say, Joe, it's not going to be you. You know, the the Obama factor that we've talked about where former Obama advisors, officials, et cetera, around Joe Biden say you're too old, Joe, you're done. Right, Clay? They're still they're still trying to, to keep it all. Going yeah, as the, the way, easy way, I think, to put it in context. And I have been of the opinion that Biden is so bad, there's no way they're going to run him. If they haven't done it by the end of the year, Kamala has to be the choice if he were to say, I'm not running at some point in 24. That's right. Right. There's no other way to have an open primary. And I don't think that Democrats want Kamala to be the choice. If Kamala were super popular, who's the last super popular vice president that we've had, Buck, where it was like, oh, 
it's it's kind of. Uh, I mean, cool. I, I think they'd say you know. Al Gore was competent enough as a vice president for Democrats that clearly they thought he could win, and it came pretty yeah. close. But, but and uh, I'm just saying, like a guy who would have been or girl or whatever, but somebody who would have been more popular than the president, right? Like the people oh, were like, oh, this vice president. The president, yeah, because I mean, Biden managed to win as you know, he's a former vice president, and and we sit here. Um, and please don't yell at me for saying he won. You know what I mean. He's the president, okay? <laughs> however, you I mean, know, if you just people... think about it in the 21st century, right, Buck? Dick Cheney, nobody really liked Dick Cheney, right? I mean, and uh, nobody was like, oh, this guy's going to be the next president. Uh, I think Gore would probably have to be the answer, right? George Bush Senior, if you go all the way back, obviously won election. As in my in my interactions with him as a very very uh, young CIA analyst, I will tell you, I actually found Cheney to be warmer and friendlier than uh, than Bush. Just really? Bush. Yes. Which I I tell people that, and they're just they're completely flabbergasted. Do you think that's because he respected your job more than Bush did, or what do you attribute that to? I think Cheney was like, this young man is very young and looks like he's like 16, but at least he's smart and knows what he's talking about. And I think Bush was just like, you know. Get it, get it, like a, a a door kicking badass in here. I don't want to. Yeah. Where did this kid escape from high school from? Okay. Like I, I think yeah. there was a little bit of that. Um, but Cheney was far more interested in what I had to say and and in uh in you know my presentation. But so, do you agree with me here? Like if let's say that that Kamala was Al Gore level popular, I don't yeah, think there's course. any doubt that they would boot Biden it, if they if if they had somebody they thought was better like more likely to win than he. Was. I don't even think I, I I would I would amend it. I mean I agree with this with your overall sentiment, but I would amend it in if they just thought that she was she was possible as a, or or a plausible as a presidential candidate as a standalone, they yeah. would go for it. You know I just think that they they view her as weaker than than Joe Biden in the general Accurate. election. Joe Biden is is the president. But I, we're talking about all this because regime media is still, they're saying the things. This goes to the what are they supposed to say versus what is the level of humiliation that they're willing to endure. Anna Navarro, a former Republican, I will remind you, a big Jeb Bush aficionado back in the day. Uh Yeah, used to go on CNN as a Republican, which is he's now one of these people that, you know, only does things that Democrats or only says things Democrats want to hear. But she says that Joe Biden being old is just a narrative, Clay. Play this one. This administration has really gotten a ton of very difficult bipartisan legislation through in a divided Congress with a very difficult Senate makeup of 50-50. Bipartisan infrastructure bill, bipartisan Safe Communities Act, first major gun legislation in decades, U.S. Innovation and Competition Act, bipartisan climate, health care, and tax package, fiscal responsibility act, and the list is long. So what do they need to focus on? They need to focus on the undeniable. Joe Biden is old, and that's that's a narrative that's been created to cause panic in yes. people. And then, so what's the second part of that narrative? Joe Biden is old and Kamala Harris is unprepared. Wait, can I just start this? So wait, she's admitting he's old, but she says it's a narrative to create panic in people. But if it's just true, I don't think you could say it's a narrative like, your name is Clay Travis. That is not yeah. a narrative created for some nefarious purpose. It is just a yeah. fact. It's it's funny too. Yes, you could take it outside of that. Like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are popular. There isn't a narrative created that peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are popular, right? A narrative is to me, if you're using it accurately, something that people are trying to spread that isn't supported by the underlying data or is supported by the underlying data in some way. It's a story that is rooted in fact. Buck, here's a here's a question. You know, the Wall Street Journal has a big story today about people who were born on the exact same day as Joe Biden and how they feel and what they're doing. Do you know that half of all people born on the same day as Joe Biden are already dead? Like, I think that's worth mentioning. Let me repeat that again. Joe Biden, I think, was born on October the 11th, 1946. I think that's his birthday. Look at so you. he's going to. I think somebody make sure that that's correct. But I was reading this article this morning. Half of the people that were born on October 11th, 1946, are already dead. With that being established as fact, how is it not fair to discuss the fact that Joe Biden's age is a major issue? Buck, if half the people of our birth date 
we're already dead. That would suggest we have already outlived the majority of people that were born on the same day. It wouldn't be crazy for you to be like, hey, I don't know about Clay Travis and Buck Sexton next five years. How is their age going to hold up? How are they going to be able to do? We got a job that's pretty significant. We got to be here for three hours every day talking. We have great jobs, but that would be a fair question to ask. The, the fact that half of people born on Joe Biden's birthday are already dead. That's not a narrative. That's a fact. This is kind of a big deal. And you're also seeing if you're looking for what, what is the command center? of the low-information Democrat voter on television. I mean, I, I think the command center in daytime is certainly the view, which is why we talk about it. It, it is meant to give the most sort of watered-down, uh, you know, low-information talking points to a primarily or almost entirely, I would assume, Democrat audience. And, and so by seeing and listening to what they say over there, you're getting what is being put out into the ecosystem and then, you know, Idiot celebrities pick this up and they run with this. I wanted to get to Sonny, but you want to yeah, get Yeah, but to... let me just correct this. I totally whiffed on his birthday. All right. I was impressed, so now I got to take that I, back. I, uh, you got to take back. I was wrong on the year and the date. Uh, I was wrong. <laughs> so I went, wow. So I went 0 for 2. Literally, I just, maybe, I, maybe I'm getting too old. Uh, literally, I just read all about Biden's birthday and everybody born on the same day. According to this, Biden was born on November 20th, 1942. Okay, November 20th, 1942 is Joe Biden's birthday, which, uh, anyway, so I think I said October 11th of like 46. So double whiff there. He's old. Half the people born on his birthday are already dead. So back for a moment here. Speaking of narrative and narrative formation, one of the things that you are seeing is they are still mounting a full defense of Biden in the media. They're admitting some things. They're admitting some of his deficiencies. But I think, to my point yesterday, Clay, they're doing it now so that it's old news by next summer. Oh, yeah, he's a little bit old, but, you know, everything's fine. They're they're going to try to manipulate perception in that way. But they're also leaving open the possibility that Kamala, you know, Kamala's great, too. Here's Sonny Hostin talking about the job that Kamala Harris is doing. Play six. Harris, by the way, was the first woman elected DA of San Francisco, the first woman to be attorney general of California. She's the first female vice president. She's been on the job doing a damn good job. And I am so tired of people questioning her qualifications. The woman is ready to lead if she need, if she needs to lead. But I don't think Joe Biden's going anywhere because I see him on his bike in Delaware. I can't bike that much. And I mean, he's 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 fit. And let's compare the Republican candidate who cheeseburgers and throw spaghetti at the wall <laughs> okay like there's so much it's so crazy it's not even wrong like i'm not even sure where we start with this one um but on, on notice though they're leaving open the possibility in my mind it's 100 percent at this point in my mind 100 percent biden or kamala i don't believe the third party thing or the, the third option i should say third option candidate can happen um i mean i shouldn't say 100 percent 95 percent uh but they're trying. Do you think she believes what she says about Kamala Harris? I don't think she even believes that. Well, before Kamala, can we point out, is it not fair to say that Biden fell off the bike in Delaware? Like, if you're going to brag about him riding the bike, the most viral moment of Joe Biden on a bike is when he pulled up and fell over right in front of the media while biking in Delaware. So I don't know that that's the way to go. No, Kamala, look, Democrats, Republicans, independents. If you said right now, Joe Biden just had a massive stroke, massive heart attack, he has passed, that would be awful. I would hate for America to have to go through it. No one is feeling confident to see Vice President Kamala Harris raising her right hand, which I believe, uh, would, would, you know, almost immediately happen. Do you think in China they're like, oh, now we're really in trouble? Or do you think they're like, well, if we're going to do Taiwan, we might as well do Taiwan now? Like, as bad as Biden is, Kamala is worse. The one choice Biden made that you can point to, Buck, and be like, actually, you know, he made a decent choice there, was he managed to pick the person who is more incompetent than him to actually be his subordinate, which, I mean, is is on some level uh, a credit to him because it means that he's indispensable even in his awfulness. I still think that the Democrats view a Democrat presidency almost like the way some European monarchies were operating for a long time, where 
there's this person and everyone knows the person and they use the name and it's, you know, the crown or, you know, the regime or whatever. But it's really the prime minister and a couple of other people that are making the. It's like a regency, you know, uh, when you had someone who wasn't capable of being the, the king yet. You would have somebody sitting in their stead, basically. And I think they're, I think they're entirely comfortable with that. And that's why they view it as the Democrats are fine with it. No Democrats, I believe, will be turned off by Biden's age because they don't think that Biden's capacity for higher level cognition or his endurance physically and in terms of health day to day matters as long as it is team Biden in the very general sense that occupies this White House. Uh, and, and I think that that then translates into their feeling about Kamala Harris as well. It's just a question of can they fool voters one more time? And if they can't, you know, enough voters, I should say, one more yeah. time. And if they can, I think they're happy with it. Gun owners, you can appreciate a great day at the range. When you see real improvement in your aim and skill level, there's no better feeling, right? But getting to the range often is not that easy. So I've got a solution for you to keep your skills sharp in between visits to the range, the Mantis X system. It's a firearms training system that is a no-ammo, all-electronic way to improve your shooting accuracy. The Mantis X attaches to your firearm like a weapon light. It connects to your iPhone or Android and the Mantis X app. Mantis X gives you data-driven, real-time feedback in your technique and guides you through drills and courses. Everyone using this, particularly at the beginning of this experience, sees an immediate improvement, and that improvement just keeps going over time. This product is now being used by U.S. military and special forces. It's military-grade technology at an affordable price. The Mantis X is a must-have for every gun owner. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com. Want more Clay and Buck that you didn't hear on the show? Get podcast extras in the Clay and Buck podcast feed. Find it on the Welcome back in, everybody. Or wherever you get your podcast. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever. And it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. 
Price Picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free Price Picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the Price Picks app. Use promo code Clay, that's C L A Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Talking to our friend, actor Kevin Sorbo, actor, writer, and director. He played Hercules on Hercules the Legendary Journeys uh, from 95 to 99. And he's got two things we want to talk about, actually. First up is his book. He's also got a movie coming out next month. The book, Kevin, good to talk to you again. The Test of Lionhood. Tell us about it. It is. I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Hercules was from 93 to 99. Don't take two years away from me. I worked 14 hours a day for two years. <laughs> so, and then they got to throw Andromeda, five years I, in Andromeda. I just, I just read what they put in front I of me. I know, like I know. It's not the so. first time. It's not the first time. So let's, listen, um, I do a lot of speaking events. And uh, a lot of times I get up there and say, I'm tired of the people out there talking about the silent majority. Where the heck is the silent majority? Why are they not speaking up? I say, I got to wake up the lions because sheep are going to be sheep. Well, Bray Books came to me and they said, we got to do a book about that, about, because uh, they know where I stand on the whole, uh, you know, what's going on with the kids in our country right now. Let boys be boys. Let boys be boys, and when they get older, let them decide what the heck they want to do with their lives. Stop stop making these changes for kids. The same thing goes for girls. But this is a book about having fathers be around for their children, having fathers be around for the boys, and and be there, part of their life. And I'm taking anything away from women. Women, wives have and mothers have a very important role in the family as well. But we need mother and fathers working together to raise these kids to become strong, strong uh, men and women. And this book deals with a young lion cub, and he's out playing in the woods with his... Uh, Two little sisters, she gets cut by a very poisonous plant. He knows the only way to save her is to go to the mountain and get this special flower that his father showed him how to do. There's no way he can get back to his parents in time and go back the other way to get the flower. So he's got to get past all these obstacles and find courage amongst all the fears got going on there. It's a wonderful children's book. You know what Braves books? Four to 12-year-olds, they do wonderful, wonderful stuff for uh, the kids to really have it. It's, they're very educational because they're certainly not doing the public schools, as you know. Kevin, I'm fascinated by the trajectory. Thanks for coming on, first of all. Secondly, I'm fascinated by the trajectory of Hollywood and the way things have gone. You're talking about when you were a star in those shows, you're working 14 hours a day. Mm -hmm. Um, did you ever think that you would, that Hollywood would go so far political? It's always been political, but it used to be. I'm curious how you would analyze this. When I was a kid growing up Mm -hmm. and somebody won an Oscar. And they got up at the stage and they made some sort of political statement. It felt like everybody in America rolled their eyes and they just said, yeah, you're an actor. You're an actress. What do you know? You're entitled, I guess, to your opinion. But really, we just want to, you know, like watch Titanic or we just want to hear about, you know, one flew over the cuckoo's nest or whatever it was. When did this pivot happen where it's like, oh, we're going to take celebrities really serious when it comes to their political opinions I feel like that that pivot was really super important, and it's when Hollywood just totally lost its mind. Well, I I think it was the sixties. I think you look at uh, so even further back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it started then where it really there was no rating system before the sixties. Every, every movie was pretty much a G or PG rated movie. But the sixties came along, and you had rock and roll. You had the assassinations of you know Bob and, and Jack and, and Martin Luther and all these people, and the, the, the Vietnam War, the heavy uh, rock and roll really exploding, all these different things, the free love, the hippie movement, everything. And then they started celebrating the antihero. It stopped celebrating the good guy doing good things. We started giving more and more credence to bad guys and looking at them as cool people to be. And it only got worse as the decades went along. And so, uh, to me, it's it's been happening. But Hollywood was really conservative back in the when it started through twenties, thirties, and forties. And even you know, you look at the African American population; they were pretty Republican up until the sixties. The Welfare Reform Act and a couple of other things really changed things quite a bit. But the last fifteen years, it's accelerated on itself. And you know more than anything else, the liberals use hate and anger and divisiveness just to have hate and anger and divisiveness. They need to look up the word liberal, what it means in the in the dictionary. It means everybody's opinion is supposed 
supposed to be okay. But it's such a one-way street. You know they're hypocrites. I'm the first cancel culture victim in Hollywood because of me saying the things I said on Facebook, which was just the truth. They took me down. I lost over 2 million followers. Please follow me on, t- on, on, on Twitter or X as it's called now, but at Sorbs, I do very sarcastic, funny truths. Like you, I said, you want to get rid of COVID? Tell the Clintons COVID's got something on them. It was kind of those kind of things that I was posting out there. So, uh, to me, and, and I need, I, I said I need more conspiracy theories because mine have all come true. So the battle is on with that and I got booted out. So I formed SorboStudios.com and Sorbo Studios, uh, with my wife and I, we do a lot of family friendly movies. There's a lot of movies I've been part of in the independent world, not all mine, but because I'm independent, other independent people came to me. I've done like Soul Surfer, God's Not Dead, What If, um, uh, Let There Be Light, my wife and I did together. I got a movie that came out in January called Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist, based on the Left Behind books. And then I got a new one coming out this fall in October called Miracle in East Texas that I also directed. We have John Ratzenberger, Lou Gossett Jr., Tyler Maine, my wife Sam's in it. True story dealing with the 1930 um, con men that went through Oklahoma, Texas, wooing widows out of their money on fake oil wells. True story. They would sell 500% of the shares, declare a dry hole and move on. Largest oil strike in the world happened to them by accident in Kilgore, Texas. It's how the Hunt family became wealthy, actually. And uh, it's pro-oil. That's going to drive them crazy. Pro-capitalism, pro-faith, pro-freedom, pro-patriot. Uh, all these people that want to get rid of oil need to go online and say, how many products are made out of oil? They think it's just gas. If they really want to get rid of oil, then they should get rid of their iPhone, their computer, their toothbrush, hairbrush, hair dryer. There's so many things. But the ignorance of our population, the ignorance of what the public schools have done to kids, um, is just going to continue until we stand up and be lions. Now, Kevin, you've had some some big commercial hits. You mentioned some mm. of the movies. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, God is uh, how much? Tell everybody how much money did God is not dead make? God's not dead. We shot for two million dollars and made one hundred and forty million. Wow. Yeah. So, so that's super home run ten times over oh, under yeah. Hollywood terms. I mean, I actually know a couple of people that sure. produce Hollywood. You know, big budget Hollywood films, and you know, if they could get an ROI like that, they you know they'd yeah. be celebrated throughout the whole industry. Oh, yeah. Things feel like there's change it a little bit now in a good way mm-hmm. you just had um uh you know you, what was the big the big movie that just came out uh clay um i'm just blanking on the name right now sound of sound of freedom, sound of freedom. Right? yeah sound of, well, sound of freedom, sound of freedom sound, just came out sound of, freedom, crit- sound of freedom had two good things going for it number one they got signed up by angel studios they shot that movie five years ago i know i've known jim caviezel for years we had the same manager for a long time so uh, they shot for about 15 million. They had to buy it back from Disney because Disney was stupid enough not to do it. They went on with, with their, with their Indiana Jones, a $300 million movie that didn't make as much money as, as a Sound of Freedom did. And, uh, uh, Angel Studios has to power through the chosen. They, they got all these people funding that thing, uh, the outside the studios and they said, support this movie and people support it. And then Hollywood came in, which is amazing to me because I told my wife this. I said, you would think this is one thing Hollywood would back at and say, yeah, we're for that too. Cause it's against child sex trafficking, but apparently Hollywood's all for it. So, uh, they came and attacked the movie and a lot of people out there, no matter what side of the fence you're on, no matter what religion or non-religion, they're against sex trafficking too. When they saw Hollywood do it, they said, the heck with this, we're going to support this movie. So that movie is probably going to make close to 250 million worldwide. Is conservative traditional content though ascendant in a way that we've been hoping for for a long time? Yeah. That's kind of what I wanted to get to. With sure. You. I think that's gonna, I think it's gonna keep getting better. Independent movies are getting better and better. Um, I've got more coming out. Look, with the strike we got going on right now, I had to get a waiver from SAG to even talk about my movie, which was weird, because they've never done that before. They've stopped other productions, but not stopped people produce, you know, this movie is done a couple of years ago. We just waited for the right time to get it out until people started going back to the theaters more. Do you, I'm curious, Kevin, how often do people that surprise you, mm-hmm. When you see them out in public say, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. You mentioned earlier lions versus sheep. I mean, sure. obviously being willing to speak out is a lion trait. Yeah. But there's also a lot of people who would agree with what you're saying, even in the Hollywood industries, I imagine. How often does that happen where people say, hey, I'm not willing because of whatever financial pressures or fears they sure. might have. But they say to you privately, keep saying everything you're saying. Well, number one. To get non-Hollywood people, when I go through airports, hotel lobbies, whatever it may be, I get stopped all the time from people. That's not Hercules or Andromeda. They'd say, hey, we love you on Soul Surfer. Let there be light. Please make more movies like that. And then every time I've been on set, certainly the last six, seven years, I'll get an actor. I'll get a producer. I'll get a camera guy, somebody, come over and go, hey, come here. And we got to go over the corner of the studio like we're doing a drug deal. And they'll say, look around. Hey, thanks for being a voice for us. And I go, dude, be a voice for yourself. Yeah. But they're afraid. Fear is a big factor. Hollywood, look, they scream. They scream for 
you know, the tolerance. But it's a one-way street with these guys. The, the hypocrisy not only bleeds through Hollywood. The same thing, on, as you know, in D.C. These guys don't care if they lie. They hate the truth. That's kryptonite to them. But I'm going to keep fighting the good fight, and I've been very blessed to keep making movies without Hollywood since they booted me out. I've shot over 60 movies. Not all of them good, but most of them are pretty good. <laughs> Kevin, where can people go? First off, tell everyone the book and then where they can go or, or plan to go uh, for the movie Miracle in East Texas. Test of Linehood. Oh, you got it right there, too. Test of Linehood. Go to bravebooks.com. Bravebooks.com. Very important. Get on there. These are great books, great educational books, great inspiring books. I'm already getting a lot of people coming back to my website saying how much they love it. And for the movie, and actually for the Brave Books, but for my movie, go to sorbostudios.com. Sorbostudios.com. It's a fathom event. It's tough to get independent movies out there to 2,000 screens. We're on 750 screens. So please go there now. Buy tickets now because we only get one weekend. If we fill up those theaters, we'll get more and more days. Thanks so much. Kevin Sorber, everybody. Kevin, appreciate your work. And as you know, I'm a big Hercules fan. So Me too. That. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Thanks, guys. Good stuff. Uh, you know, uh, man, I, I used to watch that. One of my, uh, Clay, you know, one of my um, criticisms of just the general entertainment industrial complex all the movies they tend to make about anything ancient, exception is Troy, the movie with Brad Pitt. That was good. But I mean, anytime they do like Hercules or they've made horrible, it's amazing content. They made horrible movies. The, yeah. uh, I, I can't even remember. There's the one Brad with like, Pitt, the Brad Pitt Troy one, super that's good. homoerotic. Well, by the well, way, well, <laughs> well, no wonder you loved it. <laughs> what? I just, that movie made like $400 million. It was like a, it's good. I'm just saying it's super homoerotic based on my recollections, but it is pretty good. Uh, are, are you thinking of the Alexander the Great movie? Am I still on the air? Oh, yeah, you still yeah, with yeah, us? Okay. Are you and, with me? And, and, Wasn't and, it homoerotic, Her- Kevin? In Hercules, we never did that. Our spinoff show, Xena, they kind of did that in that show. They kind of did that on Xena, our third year spinoff. Our fifth year spinoff, this is a good, this is a good quiz I always do to people. Um, we spun up Zena in my third year, a young Hercules in my fifth year, and we had a 20-year-old unknown actor at the time play me as a teenager. And most people don't remember who it was because it was uh, last one on two years. It was a 20-year-old Ryan Gosling. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah. And you think Ryan Gosling is going to play you, Clay in you the think, Yeah, I know he's, bar, he's doing Barbie yeah. movies now. Which once again, men are useless. Women are better off without men. I mean, well, that's what the movie does. I mean, it made a lot of money. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard it from so many people. Go check out Kevin's book and his movie, everybody. Kevin, thank you so thank much. You. We do have to go to a break now. That was fun, though. I didn't realize we had to. Uh, it's like, it was like the voice of Zeus coming down to tell I us know. what was really happening there. That was fun. Speaking of masculinity, folks, you want arms like Hercules? Let me tell you, you got to check out Chalk. Chalk supplements. They help guys as they contend with age and diminished levels of testosterone. It happens to everyone, but you can do something about it with Chalk. Their male vitality stack is formulated with natural ingredients that have been proven in studios to replenish diminished amounts of testosterone in the male body. That's uh, crucial for given how important it is to have the right level of testosterone. You can learn about how chalk can give your T-levels a natural boost by going online to chalk.com. That's spelled C-H-O-Q. When you subscribe for a monthly delivery of their popular male vitality stack, use my name, Buck, to get 35% off life. Start feeling like Hercules. Give yourself a chalk supplement. Check it out. If you don't feel a difference after three months, you can always cancel. Reclaim some of that testosterone, some of that masculinity with more energy, stamina, and focus by trying chalk supplements. Go to chalk.com. That's C-H-O-Q.com. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Find every podcast as they're released and listen. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. 
When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. Who's there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is severely injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans and who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran Programs comprise their In the Line of Duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America in so many ways. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institutes educating kids in K-12 through grades, to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. 